Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. It is your very stuffy nose host today, uh, John Cutton, who is suffering from fall allergies. So uh, with that being said, hope everybody's doing well out there. I'm super excited to introduce our guest today, uh, who's become a, a good friend uh, and consultant to myself and, and the practice. Uh, Mitch York, who is a certified EOS implementer with EOS Worldwide. And, um, you know, Mitch, maybe you can just say a quick hello to the audience. And then I want to just properly give a little background on kind of how you and I got, got acquainted a bit. Sure. Uh, it's, a, it's First of all, thank you for having me, John. And uh, I've been an EOS implementer for about five years. Before that, uh, I have been a professional certified coach for entrepreneurial businesses, many of which are financial advisory firms. And one of my clients introduced me to EOS about five years ago, and that's how I discovered it and discovered the book Traction. And then I took a departure from my thinking about how to best serve financial advisors and uh, started to help them implement EOS in their um, in their companies. And you and I met somewhere along the way a long time ago. And <laughs> when I was doing basically just coaching work, uh, even before EOS, and then I think we had some conversations about it. And we were, we both kind of got interested in it at the roughly the same time, which brings us to today. So I think that's roughly the path. Yeah, no, I think you're, uh, I think you're absolutely right. And it was Jonathan Manella who actually connected us who uh, was a host, I um, was a guest on the show, uh, you know, probably a year or so ago, um, if you recall. And, you know, mm -hmm. what's interesting, Mitch, is, um, yeah, so Mitch and I met probably, I'm going to go eight years ago, give or take, maybe seven, maybe nine, something like that, through uh, Mr. Manella. And um, at the time, you were primarily coaching financial advisors, right? And uh, yes. I know that's still a big, big part of what you do. And interestingly enough, which is why I wanted to share the story, um, I remember about five years ago, you reaching out with this new thing you were really excited about. It, it was EOS, which at the time I looked at it and I'm like, man, what is this whole traction book? And what is Mitch doing? And um, was intrigued, but just kind of like thought it was for something else. Meaning I, I didn't think EOS was actually for me. Um, you know, fast forward three years later, um, I kept hearing about EOS on podcasts and listening to very successful entrepreneurs uh, and started to dig in a little bit myself, read the book Traction. Um, and, you know, so I've got a little a little apology, I guess, Mitch, right? I wish I took you up on it five <laughs> years ago when you started because I've been at it about 18 months or so in the EOS system, as you know. And it has had an unbelievably impactful impact uh, on the business and the structure that we've been able to build inside of the organization. Uh, and I wish I started five years ago, not 18 months ago. Uh, mm -hmm. And what I've done 
um, recently is re kind of connected and engaged with Mitch uh, as a consultant uh, to help make sure we're implementing EOS properly and being able to get the full kind of squeeze, if you will, um, out of the system as we started to do it by ourselves after reading the book. And it's been enormously helpful. Um, so I wanted to invite Mitch today to share uh, some of his pearls of wisdom uh, with the audience because it's been super helpful uh, to me uh, and to the to the team in general. So, you know, with that, Mitch, I think most of the audience, at least if they are loyal listeners and listen to all, which I hope they do, uh, of our of our uh, our podcast, um, have heard a little bit about EOS. But maybe in your own words, um, you can kind of start big picture. And then we'll kind of funnel down more into exactly how the system works. Sure, that'd be that'd be great. So EOS, what does it stand for? It's the Entrepreneurial Operating System. It was developed roughly 20 years ago by Gino Wickman, who was an entrepreneur himself. And Gino came from an entrepreneurial family. Uh, and one of the things that Gino did after working in his family's business and selling that business was to start the uh, Detroit chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. And he got to know dozens of business owners of various kinds, service, manufacturing, everything. And what he observed was that everybody had the same bunch of problems. There was nothing new under the sun, same hundred problems everybody had. And he started thinking about what can I do? What could Gino do? to kind of simplify this complex fraction and get a smaller denominator of, of what was going on. And what he realized was that all of these problems fit into one of six buckets. And he called those things key components. And I'll, I'll discuss them if you'd like. And then what he did was once he figured out that there's nothing under the sun that didn't fit in, that, that, what, that wasn't one, in one of, or more of those, an issue that a company had, the next step was, well, now he needs to create some tools to help solve those issues. So he created two basic tools for each of these six components, so 12 core tools or principles. And then he started to coach and teach and implement with some of these folks, some of these EO members. And once he did that, uh, he started to form a company of people who could also extend his reach and do these implementations in companies. And now 500 or so implementers later and 15,000 companies working with implementers to put EOS in their companies. And that includes financial advisory firms and many other types of entrepreneurial companies. Uh, here we are. And in the last couple of years, the acceleration of, of EOS as a solution that's a very simple set of tools and principles has has taken off dramatically. Um, and you know, just like you wish you heard about EOS earlier, I wish I'd heard about EOS five minutes, five minutes, five years earlier. <laughs> and it, it would have um, it would have been very beneficial for my clients. But hey, better late than never. So here we are. Super interesting. And you know, it's 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 funny, Mitch, as I um I mean, true story, just Yesterday, I host a little mastermind group um, 
four advisors and I was in a group with about eight advisors that I was, I kind of lead the mastermind group. Um, and one of the top advisors in there, who's about a $9 million producer mentioned that he runs the EOS system. And it wasn't even something uh, that we were talking about, but he used the word rock. And I said, tell me more about rocks. And, and, and there you go. And, you know, the reason I'm sharing that um, is as you get under the hood, of a lot of really successful businesses, the engine right that they're actually running is EOS. Um, and I just was completely ignorant to that up until about 18 months ago. But you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you buy the new Tesla, right, in black, you notice there's, you know, dozens of other black Teslas on the road with you. Um, it's the same kind of thing. Once your ear is open to EOS, you realize how many unbelievably successful businesses use the structure inside of their business. So, Mitch, if you wouldn't mind, you mentioned these six components, right? Um, or these six key areas, maybe you can just go through them um, as a bit of a summary for our listeners as to kind of what these areas are that, that EOS helps focus on. I'd, I'd be happy to do that. So, as I was saying, Gino realized that all the issues that companies have and entrepreneurial companies have fell into one of six key buckets. And to the extent that EOS as a company can help make these organizations stronger in all of these, there is success. So the first component is what we call vision. And that simply means getting everybody in an organization top to bottom, rowing in the same direction. They know what the organization does what its core focus is, what its core values are, everybody rowing in the same direction. That's vision. The second one, second component is the people component. This means having the right people in the right seats. And, and what that means is you need both. You can have a person in your organization or several who you really love because they embody the core values of your business. But if they don't perform well in their job, they're a right person in the wrong seat. And that holds the company back. And you can also have the reverse problem where you have somebody who's a great producer and you know they, they go out and they, they make it rain and they bring in new accounts and, and so on, but they violate all the cultural norms and they drive the client service people crazy and they don't adhere to process and they don't much care about um, how anybody feels about it. We've all met people like that. Well, that's a wrong person in the right seat. And until you have all right people in the right seats, no one will have enough time to do their jobs the way they should. It's just interference and static electricity top to bottom in the organization. So that's the people component, get the right people in the right seats. Then there's the data component. And this is all about running the business with numbers, with information, instead of emotions and opinion. And I work with many financial advisors to implement the OS. And one of the first things that we do in EOS implementation is create a scorecard. And it, and it always surprises me, but maybe not anymore, that when we first start this process, there's not a lot of tracking of really important leading indicators, like how many new scenes did they have that week? Um, how many trading errors occurred? Uh, what was the uh, uh, meeting prep completion rate in terms of having everything right, exactly right, on the first pass? How many referrals were received that week? How many were requested? How many COI meetings did you have that week? 
these are all things that oftentimes are just sort of like, yeah, I think I'm doing it. I think we're hitting those numbers, but we're not tracking it on a weekly basis. So that's the data component. The next component is what we call the issues component. And the issues component is about solving issues as they arise through a methodology. So instead of having the same issue next year as you have right now, how do you avoid that? Well, you avoid it is you have a methodology to solve issues where instead of people getting in a room and kind of, you know, all throwing solutions at each other and not even getting to the root cause of issues, we have a process called IDS, which is identify, discuss, and solve. Identify means what's the root cause of this issue? Not the symptom, but dig down to the root cause. Then once we have root causes exposed, we can discuss it, discuss them. Once we have that, we can solve. And solve means what's the to-do or several to-dos that are going to solve this issue, hopefully forever, by next week's leadership team meeting or departmental team meeting. So that's the issues component. Then we have the process component. And this means having critical core processes documented and followed by everyone. So, you know, I gave you the example before of a... Uh, uh, of an advisor who goes out and hustles up some, some new account. That's great. And now what do we have to do? Well, we, we have to onboard them as a new client. And let's say that this advisor came from another firm and they were hired away and they have their way of doing things and they do it and uh, they just throw it over the wall to the client service people and the operations people not adhering to the way things are usually done. Very disruptive. So what you want to have is know what your core processes are for client onboarding, for client reviews, for marketing, um, for uh, investment operations, for insurance operations, if you do that, for, for all the things that are core, and then documenting them in a simple way. We call it a 2080 approach. Document the 20% of a process that gives you 80% of the way there so that smart people know where the guardrails are. So that's the process component. And then there's the last one that we call the traction component, which really is synonymous with execution. And the, the tools and principles there are number one, rocks, like you mentioned. Rocks are simply 90-day goals. What we want is every company, every entrepreneurial company living in a 90-day world. If you solve things 90 days at a time and focus on objectives 90 days at a time, that's about the farther, farthest reaches of a human attention span in a business. So living in a 90-day world by creating and executing a small number of quarterly rocks, which are just objectives and goals. And the second part of that is having very formatted, very strong weekly leadership team meetings that we call a level 10 meeting. And I won't go into the details at this moment, but this meeting is focused on, unlike most meetings, which are focused on reporting, here's what I did last week, boss, here's what I'm going to do this week, here's what they said, here's what I said, really boring and doesn't move the needle. Level 10 meeting focuses on a little bit of reporting, but then an hour of a 90-minute meeting on issue solving, taking the issues list, solving them, teeing them up knocking them down for the greater good of the business. So those are the six key components of EOS that we train entrepreneurial companies and advisory firms to engage in.
you should just do a mic drop, bitch. <laughs> drop the mic. You're good. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, as you think about those six key areas, right? And um, you know, I, I can't help as you explain them to just feel a little bit at ease in a way because it's so well thought through that I think any advisor, right, who is entrepreneurial, looking to grow a business and have the right kind of culture system process in their organization, these are the simple things that you just need to do, right? And as you say it, it really just makes it simple, right? E easier said, I'm sure, than done. Um, but you know, one of the things that I was thinking as, you know, as you were kind of chatting, and I, I don't mean this, you know, this is a humble brag, I guess, right? Um, these are things I've always strived to do, right? So all the things that you've talked about, I didn't have a process for it, but it was in my brain as an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. I've always had a vision, always kind of known you need the right people. Right? I've always tried to track data and KPIs. I haven't historically been good at it, by the way. I know a leader's job is to actually solve problems and help, more importantly, help others in your organization learn how to solve problems, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then ultimately having a franchise model where you have a way, right, just like McDonald's does to cook their fries or Starbucks does to make the latte. What is your process? I call it, how do we do it here? Right. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, it's just around, well, great. Those are all great ideas, but can you execute? Can you, right? Can you actually implement uh, and hold the team accountable and yourself accountable to these things? And what's really interesting, and I want our listeners to focus on this, I banged my hand on a desk, conference room desk, for about 25 years. And I was as good as it as most, right? And no one heard my words, right? No one heard, understood what I was saying and what I wanted. And I handed them a book. And all of a sudden, it wasn't my idea anymore. It was a prophet from another land. And there was a process. And there were little cheat sheets. And there were um, tools and names for things. And we created, right, a way for everyone to actually start to understand what I was looking for. So if you're an advisor that feels like many do, right, and I did, that you're not understanding why no one gets your vision, you're not understanding why people aren't connecting, mm -hmm. a lot of it may have to do with you not having the ability to show them and have a system and process to actually expedite, if you will, the process, for lack of a better word, and that, to me, is really what the EOS system does. So, Mitch, sorry to go a, a, a no, little bit of a uh, rabbit trail, but any thoughts on that? Is that what you yeah. find? Well, it's a couple of things come to mind. One is that as um, leaders, as we, we look at a leader, the entrepreneur in a company is typically what we call, we're more interested in functions than titles. So, you know, not CEO, we, we say that, often that leader is a visionary type of leader. You know, it was their idea, their energy, they drive the culture. And so they have a certain role to play. And then we have this concept of, 
an accountability chart, which is very different from an org chart. And the reason people didn't, the reason you were banging your, your hand or your head on the table for so many years is people may not have understood that there is, that a company has critical functions, usually somewhere between three and eight critical functions, and then a number of major roles under these functions. And then we put people in the seats. And oftentimes people in an organization don't know, they don't understand their seat. They have a title, but they don't understand the critical roles of their seat and what it means to own a seat. And what it means, what it means when you own a seat and it's written on the accountability chart is that you're accountable for everything that goes on in that seat. So when you start to feel that accountability and it's measured in a scorecard, it's driven into numbers in a scorecard and it's monitored in a weekly level 10 meeting where you're looking at whether your rocks are on track or off track, whether your scorecard measurables weekly are on track or off track, people start to take ownership. And from a visionary standpoint, what you really want is everybody to own their stuff. It's a family show, so I won't say what I was going to say. <laughs> we want them to own their stuff. And that gives the visionary and everybody much more freedom. And, and one other thing I'll say, because I'm, I'm, I love our tool set, is we have a wonderful tool that anybody can use called the VTO, Vision Traction Organizer. Amazing. Eight questions that are the critical questions it's two pages. And if you thoughtfully answer these questions, what are your core values? What's your core focus? What's your 10-year target? What's your marketing strategy? What's your three-year picture? What's your one-year plan? What are your quarterly rocks? And what are your issues? If the visionary of the firm and the leadership of the firm every 90 days gets in front of everybody, whether it's 10 people or 100 people or 300 people and says, folks, these are our core values. Here is our purpose, cause, or passion. This is where we're going to be in 10 years. This is where we're going to be in three years. Here's the picture. Our one-year goals look like this. And you repeat yourself often. That's a big thing in EOS. You have to tell people something seven times before they hear it for the first time. So you repeat repeat, repeat, until they know it backwards and forwards. And all of a sudden, everybody gets it. And the people who don't get it, because everybody doesn't get it, the people who don't get it, leave. And that solves a lot of problems. It's much better when someone says, ah, I, don't, I don't buy into this. These are not my values, or I'm just never going to live up to their expectation. Then they take themselves out of the picture. And that makes it much easier for all the other folks who are bought in. So it's this idea of tool set. And, and what I do as an implementer is, you know, many companies self-implement EOS, and which is great. And some companies want the help of doing it in a structured way with somebody who does this for a living. And that's what I do. So when we implement, we do it through a series of full day sessions with the leadership team. I work strictly with leadership teams. So we'll have a full day session, what we call focus day. And then a month later, the first of two vision building days and a month later, the second the second vision building day. And then we meet every quarter, living in a 90 day world. We do quarterly planning, full day sessions with the leadership team outside the office. And this keeps everybody's circles connected. 
keeps everybody focused on the vision and on executing. So many companies can self-implement and some companies like the idea of accelerating their growth by working with someone who's certified to teach and facilitate it. That's what I do. Yep, and I, I can talk to that a little, Mitch. I'll give a, a, you know, a little infomercial. So we decided to self-implement 18 months ago. Uh, I've now decided to engage Mitch to help us implement, not by the way, because things weren't going well, they were going well and we were making progress. But what I found is one, having a profit from, the, from another land run the meeting, right? Which Mitch does a really, really nice job of is way better than me running the meeting because everyone gets to hear my voice enough, right? And ultimately it allows me to participate in the meeting as a participant, as opposed to being the, you know, the, the facilitator uh, of the meeting in a lot of ways. So that's one, in my opinion, uh, really helpful piece. Not that Mitch takes over, it's still part of my job to run it, but I actually have a guide to, you don't know what you don't know, right? So it gets very easy to go down rabbit holes and to go off course and go too deep in an area or not deep enough or skip some of the parts that just seem like they're not that important. But I think what happens is you don't get the full benefit of it uh, if you don't actually go through the entire process the way it's actually meant to actually happen. So with that being said, it's early for Mitch and I, but I do think uh, he will you know, provide a tremendous amount of value. And I, I, I bring it back to kind of the whole Dan Sullivan, who not how, right? I, I've got enough on my plate and trying to figure out exactly every single piece of how to ultimately implement. And by the way, guys, Mitch and I are on video and he just is showing me his <laughs> who not how book. Um, so completely agree. And one of the things that you said a minute ago, Mitch, that really, really resonated with me uh, as I've been implemented the process, it's kind of along the lines of who, not how as well, um, is when you talked about, um, I don't remember the exact term, but you know, kind of someone in charge of a department, right? Um, I forgot exactly what you called that, but you talked to the point, what was it called? Well, uh, someone in charge of a function, they, they function. own the seat, they own a seat. Yep, and I, and I say the same thing for years, which is it's the leader, it's the leader, it's always the leader, which means if something doesn't go right, if you lead it, it's on you, right? And right. if I lead the whole organization, yeah, some, something, something that doesn't go well in my organization, regardless of the function, I'm the leader, it's on me because I might've put the wrong person in that seat or didn't lead or hold them accountable the right way. Um, but that's where you go. And this is like over and over, every time I coach an advisor, speak to an advisor, you know, do a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, you know, a group session, a mastermind group, couldn't think of that word for a minute. Advisors keep getting stuck at that million, two million, three million, four million in revenue, right? That how do you go from having seven or eight or 10 people to a real business, an enterprise? And the only way to do that is to build systems and processes and functions and departments within an organization. And this is, Mitch, where I think so many advisors get stuck is they can't grow a business beyond themselves. And the reason they can't do that is because they've never been coached or trained on how to actually run an organization. I was wondering 
if you can talk to that in, in any regard, do you see that yeah. like a particular size business you help best? Well, first of all, of course, you know, um, if, if someone has the gumption to build a business that's in the several million dollars and they hit a ceiling where they're just getting stuck, it's not because they can't, it's because they don't have a yeah. system to do it. They are plenty smart enough. You're not born knowing how to do this. So it, the idea is have a system that will allow you as the entrepreneur, as the founder, you probably started as an advisor and you were good at attracting people to you and getting their trust. And then you hired an assistant and you know your business grew and, and now you're, you're hitting some ceilings. But the way to break through is to, first of all, recognize whether you are a visionary type where you like the 30,000 foot view, you might be a super salesperson, but you don't really like details and maybe you don't like process so much. And if that's the case, you need somebody that we call an integrator. And visionaries and integrators are very different. An integrator is that person who makes all the functions of the business, the key functions work together seamlessly, who loves the details, who loves the data, who's good at communicating and negotiating between people who own different functions. So that's a big piece of it. Are you a visionary or an integrator? And there's a, um, there's a, there's a really good uh, website that you can go to. And of course, I'm going to you know, forget the name of it now, but there's, there's a book. I'll, 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 get, I'll think of it. Yeah, if you, if you um, let me or Joe know, Mitch, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. it's fine. So, uh, but the idea is that you can diagnose, hey, you can take an assessment. Am I a visionary or an, or an integrator? And if, I, if I'm a super visionary, maybe I'm going to need to find myself an integrator, someone that can help me operationally. And there's one other thing that I, that I want to say about this, which is that you have, when, when people have accountability and they own their seat, a lot of people are scared by the word accountability. You know, let's say you're your head of client service and you're not used to, you know, the, the word accountability scares you. It has to be position right. And accountability can be a marvelous thing that sets people free in their jobs. I, I always think that when someone knows exactly what they're accountable for, they don't need you to come and pat them on the back every five minutes and tell you whether you're doing a good job. Why? Because they have their number. Hey, this is what I produced. I met my number. I met, I'm, I'm on track with my rock or my rocks. My department is on track with its rocks. I know I'm doing good. Don't, don't, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, I don't have to come to you like Ed Koch in the old days in New York. How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? They know exactly how they're doing. And that's very empowering. Ed Koch used to be mayor of New York in the 80s for people or whatever it was. People who don't know what I'm talking about. So that is really the, the, the key, um, getting people to embrace accountability um, and, and to make sure that they have the right team around them and so that they can let go. This is from an owner's perspective. You, you can't build a business unless you're willing to let go of things. Couldn't agree more. Super, you know, super well said. Um, and I think, you know, as we've implemented the EOS system, one of the things I realized is I am 100% a visionary. I brought on a partner um, who is a really, really good integrator. His name is Jake Dunlap, and we've talked about that. 
and he loves right detail and KPIs and kind of galvanizing a group. Um, and and I can do those things, right? I've learned to do them and kind of torture myself, but it's not my highest best use. It's not where I get energy. In fact, it sucks my energy. And once you become aware of it. And you start to really kind of understand the difference between a visionary role and an, an integrator's role. Um, you start to look at things and go, man, why am I so frustrated? It's it's because I don't like to do this work. And right. then you look at it and you go, so Jake says to me often, he, he keeps sending me on vacation. I'm like, don't you like me, man? He's like, I just want you relaxed thinking. Because when you go away for a little bit, you're like in your element, you come back with three great ideas. I'll go implement it. And we'll go right. with a lot of people. Exactly. Um, and you're, and, and being able to not get in other people's sandboxes is also key. Uh, you know, you have to, everybody's got to know their function, their roles. Oh, rocketfueluniversity.com. Rocketfueluniversity.com. It's part of EOS. And uh, that's where you can find that assessment to figure out which you are. But when you can let go and let everybody do their thing, very freeing for everybody. Makes sense. Yep, to totally, uh, totally agree. So, Mitch, so we've got visionaries, we've got integrators, right? And then we've got someone in a role like yourself, which is an implementer, right? Mm -hmm. So I know you hit this before, but I wanted to just go a little bit deeper on it, right? So if I'm an advisor and I'm thinking about implementing EOS or I want to learn about it and I want to engage with you, right? What exactly, like, if you can just walk me through, you did it a little bit before, but maybe in a little bit more detail, right? Mm -hmm. What is it that you provide to me as the, you know, entrepreneurial advisor that's looking to actually implement the system? How, how do you help? What do you do? Well, the first thing we do is we meet for 90 minutes. And in that 90 minutes, which doesn't cost anything, I'm going to meet with you, the entrepreneur, and your leadership team, wherever you consider that to be. And I'm going to teach you the tools and system of EOS in 90 minutes. And I'm going to show you the process by which it's implemented. And then if you like what you see in here, we'll talk about the next step, which would be to do a full day session called a focus day. And what we do in focus day is I teach the leadership abilities that you need to, that your whole team needs to know when you hit ceilings of growth. We design your first accountability chart. We do your first set of rocks. I teach you the level 10 meeting and we do your first scorecard. So we start with foundational tools. And then about a month later, we do something called vision building day number one. What we do there is we repeat, I reteach the tools from Focus Day because you've been using them for about a month. You've been having level 10 meetings. You know, you're getting your scorecard going. You've got your rocks you're working on, but I need to reteach that. So you hear it again. Then we start to answer the eight questions from the vision traction organizer. We get through a couple of them core values, core focus, 10 year target usually. Then about 30 days later, we do vision building day two. I teach you the foundational tools from focus day for the third and final time, after which you are masters of it. And we complete answering the questions from the VTO. After that, 
we meet as a leadership team every 90 days for quarterly planning in which we look at what happened in the prior quarter, what percentage of our rocks did we complete? We go through the VTO to see if we still like it and what needs to be revised or updated. We set rocks for the next 90 days and we answer the issues. We work the issues that are still on your issues list that haven't been resolved in your level 10 meetings. And we try and get to as clean an issues list as possible every quarter. And then once a year, we do a two-day annual. And the first day is all about team health. And the second day is like a quarterly for planning for the next 90 days and the next year. So that's, and we do basically two years of this, but there's an important thing to mention. After two years, two cycles of quarterlies and annuals, I graduate my clients. I basically say, you, you know as much about EOS now as I do. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> Sometimes they want me to continue working with them, in which case I do. But my goal is not to become a permanent fixture in a company. So that's one thing. The second thing is that and this is not just me, but all EOS implementers, we do something a little strange. First, we have no contracts with anybody. No one ever signs a piece of paper with us. Secondly, when we do a session, at the end of a session, we say, and I say, how would you rate the effectiveness of our work together today on a scale of one to 10? I go around the room and everybody answers. And I say, were your expectations met? And at the beginning of the meeting, I ask them what their expectations are. If their expectations are met, I ask to be paid. If their expectations are not met, they don't owe me any, anything. I won't take any money because one of our core values in EOS is help first. And do what we say is another core value. So if I say I'm going to bring you a lot of value and I don't, I don't expect to be paid. So that's part of our proven process. A lot of companies have a proven process. Many don't. We do. So what I just described is that's our proven process. That's how it's done. We do it as purely as possible. And, you know, some companies self-implement, others self-implement, and later will hire an implementer to kind of up their EOS game. And there's also an annual conference that helps or EOS implementer implemented companies gather once a year and just become better and better at what they do. And there's all sorts of support available for companies that run on EOS. So I hope that gives you a little bit of a sense of how I implement with companies. And in Perfect. between, in, and the last thing I'll say is in between these sessions, I have conversations with the visionary and or integrator between our sessions to make sure they're on track. And I also, very importantly, help them create a strategy to roll out EOS to the rest of their organization. Because it's not just for the leadership team, it's for everybody. So we figure that out and then they roll it out. Exactly what I was looking for, Mitch. So super, uh, super well said. Um, so I am, I can go on forever, by the way, as you can probably tell, and I love talking about EOS and learning from you, um, but we're about out of time. So I wanted to ask, is there first anything um, that I didn't ask you that I should have, or that you wanted to share with the audience outside of where to find you, which will be my last question. Well, I think the last thing I, I would say is, um, 
a lot of entrepreneurs of all types and financial advisory firms, no exception, uh, they tend to what I call walk the factory floor alone, where they feel like we will just grind, we'll just grind it out. And they can be and you can be successful in spite of yourself. But we have this concept called the EOS life. And the EOS life, the idea of the EOS life is do what you love with people you love, making a huge difference in their lives, getting paid appropriately, and having time for other passions. And I want that for myself. I want that for all my clients. So that's what we're really, that's the bigger picture here. We're not just doing it to run a better company. We're doing it to give people, to give business owners their lives back. In terms of how to get in touch with me, um, mitchell.york at eosworldwide.com is probably the best way. Mitch, pearls of wisdom. Um, I love I love what you said about, I call it having Quan, right? The old Jerry Maguire movie is kind of having that. You call it the EOS life. I call it Quan, having that balance. So yes, uh, love I, am, I am still in search of my Quan, by the way. I have not yet found it, but I am in, in the pursuit of uh, the EOS life and it's or Quan. I, I will take either or, or both would be, uh, <laughs> would be even better. Thanks again uh, for being my a pleasure. guest. I'd love to have you on some other time. Uh, if you're up for it, because I think uh, I, I love this stuff. I hope our audience loves it. And I think they do as much as I do. And I, I can just share, um, don't have a horse in the race, right? But man, if you're an entrepreneurial financial advisor that's looking to optimize, right, your business and really kind of build a scalable business on your terms, um, EOS has been super helpful uh, for my team and I. And I think it would actually be super all of you as well. Um, so I encourage all of you, my shameless selling on your behalf, Mitch, is take a 90 minute meeting and learn about it, right? I mean, you know, re read the book or for that matter, skip the book and go to Mitch first and read the book afterwards, but at least you can get kind of, uh, you know, somebody who is expert at it um, that can really help you understand what it is. So with that, uh, thank you for listening for an to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. If you yourself or anyone you know could be a good, interesting guest, please don't keep us a secret. Um, shoot us an email uh, or message on our website. And again, uh, thanks again for listening. I hope you all have. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.